We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. quarterback conversation let's start it there uh, sean me and brian have talked a lot about riley leonard for good reason because everybody knows that's notre dame's guy in the portal that's the player that they want oh, i want to ask you a question uh, no i'm it, uh, it's going to be you sean i just want to ask you a question okay. number one is we have shared our opinion on whether or not notre dame should or shouldn't go in the portal yeah so i just want to give you a chance to our audience because i know a lot of our audience is also uh, a lucky lefty audience but some are not so just first of all you know your thoughts on Notre Dame should have Notre Dame gone to a portal for a start or whatever the case may be. And then also your thoughts on Riley Leonard. Then we'll kind of dive a little bit into some other aspects of, of uh, Riley Leonard and, and the way that Notre Dame is right now planning some of his visits and who's going to be with him on visits and things like that. Well, originally I thought this was a very simple answer, right? And my simple answer was, no, let's start developing. Uh, let's start developing our guys within our program. Cause that's the point that we're trying to ascend to. Right. And you have to ascend to that to be an elite program development at that position and recruiting. And then I started to look at it from a different landscape. Right. And to look at it from a landscape of Notre Dame and their coaching staff are the ones that are actually there on a daily basis. They know what they have. And based upon that evaluation, they wouldn't go to the portal if they had comp like there. Even though Mac Jones was the starting quarterback. Nick Saban knew he had Bryce waiting in the wings, and he knew he was darn good waiting in the wings. There was no need to go to the portal or to worry about the quarterback room. And that might not be apples to apples. That might be apples to oranges. But if you, I'm trusting the staff and their evaluation. So now I'm opening up more to saying, okay, this is a thing. But we've seen the success of quarterbacks in the portal really be more advantageous when you have a guy that has two years in your system. Jaden Daniels this year, Joe Burrow, guys are more successful at their stops when they have an extra year to go ahead and develop, to beg the question. We, after the Fiesta Bowl, we were like, yo, we wish Jack Cohn could be, could come back next year. Cause we feel like he would be, even better like what he showed at the end of that season 
if he had another offseason in the system, who knows what Jack Cohn could have done at Notre Dame. And so it just bears uh, the different complexities of the situation in the question. Right now, in 2024, with the schedule being light as it was, I lean towards developing your young guys because I think the schedule gives you an opportunity to do so. Heavy run, play action, and allow the development of young quarterback by the time you get to November to be in a place where you're still a team that you need to be, your passing game has developed, and on top of that, you're still in the 12-team playoff. I think the schedule for 2024 gives the opportunity to do that, but that schedule also gives the opportunity for a one-year guy to come in because he's not facing the 2023 schedule. Now he's facing the 2024 schedule that's a little bit different, and now that one-year guy might not have to face the same gauntlet that Sam Hartman faced. So it's a little bit easier path. And now you can take your time getting him into the system and then setting him up for the playoffs. So, you know, I understand the complexities now. Yeah. And I understand both sides. I was, I'm always going to lean towards developing the sure. young guys. But I think, you know, there is an argument right. for both sides of the equation in this position. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So a comment that there was on the board that I responded to is, it's it's a fear that I have. And the fear that I have is, is that are we just going to always keep repeating this cycle that next year, if Riley, if Riley Leonard comes and, and again, we, we like where Notre Dame is at right now, but if he comes and he's healthy all year and are we going to be back in the same situation next year where you've got a red shirt sophomore, a red shirt freshman and a true freshman competing for the starting job, if you are going to go into it and you say, well, then it's the same situation now, next year, you're going to have a red shirt sophomore, a red shirt freshman, a true freshman. And my point was, it's a different dynamic because next year's red shirt sophomore is Kenny Minchie, with all due respect. Next year's redshirt, who is to me just a better prospect than T. Vangeli. And then next year it's C.J. Carr and Deuce Knight in 2025. So that has to be factored in as well. 
if Kenny Mitch is a redshirt sophomore right now, may, maybe we're having a different conversation. Maybe it's his, he's ready. It's his time. So I think I, I, I get the concern and, and I have it and it's why I'm about development. But I always said, Sean, if you can find a dude, you go get the dude. I think Riley Leonard's a dude. What are your thoughts on specifically on Riley Leonard? And if Notre Dame lands him, what kind of player they would be adding to the offense and what that means for Notre Dame? Look, the one thing I would want is a guy that's like physically Riley Leonard's a, Ryan, we talk about Riley Leonard's a first round pick NFL draft, just physically size, arm, legs too. So comparing him to Sam Hartman, just from potential is t- night and day. We're talking about a guy that was predicted to go fourth round and a guy that was predicted, if he stay healthy this year, to be possibly a late first-round pick. So the difference in talent and impact and what you're saying, Brian, being a dude, is obvious. The only question is, Notre Dame is Notre Dame, man. I'm sorry. Being a big game at Duke and a big game as a Notre Dame quarterback is totally different. Like, he has not faced or wore that crown ever. Sure. It's different. I think Sam Hartman realized, yo, this is different. So that's the only thing I would worry about. But it's up to the coaching staff sure. to work with him and get him ready for those moments. I'm not worried about him stepping on the field. and being, This is the beautiful thing. Because right. we, we had a conversation earlier today, and we talked about defensive head coaches, right, and how they have their mindset whether it's Marcus Freeman or Nick Saban, like they will pull the reins on their offensive coordinator. <laughs> like when they feel it getting a little shaky, they will grab the reins and say, whoa, uh-uh, let's, let's, let's come back here. But I think Nick Saban, the more offensive talent he got and the different type of quarterbacks he got, the more he was able to open up. Riley Leonard might be a blessing in disguise that pays dividends for years to come in Notre Dame because the multiple, the multiple ways that he can affect the offense with his different talents might finally get Marcus Freeman to say, turn him loose. Okay, I've never had this talent. Turn him on. Turn quarterback. I'm okay. Maybe I'll be a little bit more comfortable with speeding things up. Maybe I'll be a little bit more comfortable with some RPOs or this or that. So the dividend might not just be the one year we have Raleigh Leonard. It's, it benefits Deuce Knight. It benefits yeah. C.J. Carr. It benefits the guys we go after in 26 at the quarterback position. So getting him at Notre Dame might be greater than just the 2024 season and them being in the playoffs and getting playoff wins. Yeah. It could be even greater than that. And that's something that if that's the case, I'm, I'm definitely all for getting that. Do I think he's a dude? Yes, I think he's a dude. Do mm-hmm. I know whether or not he's ready to step you into never that know. position at Notre right. Dame? You, you never, know. never know. We, and we don't, reason, we don't know that about Kenny Minchie or Steve Angeli no. or CJ Carr either. I mean, there's... No. Now, I will say this. The one thing we did know about Jack Cohn is that he was a winner. Well, I would say the same thing about Riley Leonard. Wisconsin. I mean, Riley Leonard's teams went 10 and 25 the three years before he got there. Before his injury this year, they were 13 and five with him as a starter. mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you know, and, and and he has wins over Clemson. Uh, He, you know, like I said, they, they, he's a, 
Sam Hartman converting a fourth and 17 away a play away from beating Notre Dame. I will say this, Sean, you never know what it's like at Notre Dame. And, yeah. and, you know, I, I just, to me, you'll never know how a quarterback's going to transition unless he's coming from Georgia, Bama, Ohio state, USC. Right. However, he has played in some, I mean, some big time games against some big time. I mean, he, he had to play Clemson this year in a night game, a, a, a Monday was a Monday night game where the whole yeah, world's watching. There was no yeah. other game that day. And he went out and played, I thought played great in that game. You know, he, he, Notre Dame's defense gave him problems, just like they gave Caleb Williams problems and CJ Stroud problems and everybody else. It's a good quarterback problems, but he put that team on his shoulders a little bit in the second half and, and brought him back from a 10, nothing deficit, 13, nothing deficit or 14, 10, nothing deficit and took a late lead. And then, you know, Notre, Sam Hartman rallied him back. You know, but and then of course the heat when he got hurt against Florida State, they were winning at Florida State. I mean, so he has played in some big moments, but there's a difference when you're on you're in the gold helmet and when you're on the other side of the team wearing the gold helmets. I mean, that is true, right. but it's not like he's transferring from Incarnate Word or Washington State or you know, so maybe where he hasn't played those big spotlight games. But to, I think your point is valid. We never know how it, and some guys but, thrive on it. Like I never spotlight. thought Jack Cohn was overwhelmed by the spotlight of never. being at Notre Dame. No. And, and um, you know, I, I don't know that I thought Sam Hartman was necessarily overwhelmed by the spotlight. I just don't think Sam Hartman was necessarily maybe the guy that we thought he was. But he never looked, oh, the moment's too big for me. I just don't think he was as just it's, it's, as, as it's, ready to I – mean, I and I'll say this too, the last thing, Sean. What also the benefit of, of if you get bringing a Riley Leonard, what I think that does – Mm-hmm. is it affords Jared Parker and the staff something that Sam Hartman did not. And this is not a shot on Sam Hartman. This is just a, a reality of skill set. He allows you to begin the transition into the offense you want to be. Because I've pointed this out. There's a reason that you have Sam Hartman as, as Jared Parker's starting quarterback in year one and why Deuce Knight and C.J. Carr are the, really the guys he went after. Now, when mm-hmm. I say C.J. Carr, because I want to make something clear that we haven't talked about. We talked about how the first quarterback that they went after was Deuce Knight. We're talking about guys that they preferred. And somebody says, well, what about C.J. Carr? Notre Dame, Jared Parker got hired early enough to where if they didn't think C.J. Carr could be that guy, they could have moved on. Mm-hmm. They could have said, hey, let's go get a Jaden Davis or, you know what I mean, like somebody like that. But they see C.J. as that kind of guy already. But he was already here is kind of my point. C.J. was already in the class. They love C.J. That's why they fought so hard to keep C.J. Not that he ever wavered, but they wanted to make sure he knew that you're our guy. We never heard rumblings about them looking maybe around at anybody else. But CJ's a guy that's me that brings pocket mobility. He brings a lot of the RPO, the the, the stuff that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. This allows you to start that transition into what you want, which is a, a quarterback that can sit back in the pocket and do damage, but also has the ability to be a playmaker when things break down. Now, when I say playmaker, I don't just mean running. I mean all types of things. And it's going to look different for Riley Leonard than it will for C.J. Carr, and it'll look different for C.J. Carr than it'll be for Deuce Knight. But I view all three of them as playmakers in an offense where Sam Hartman is a – is when it's rolling with Sam Hartman, it's he's more of a maestro. He's more yeah. of a get the ball out. He's a out. rhythm guy. He's a right. rhythm guy. Right. Yeah. But he's a he's a conductor. He's get it, get it, get it, get it, where these guys yeah. are like, I got this. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to do the solo, right? I'm, I'm doing yeah. the, you know, I'm doing the guitar solo where Sam Hartman's like, he's the conductor of the guy doing the, the you know, the guitar solo. And that's a little yeah. bit different. And I think that's something that Notre Dame, at least from a, I don't know what Coach Freeman looks for. I would imagine so. 
yeah. when I look at it from a Jared Parker standpoint, it's clear he wants that kind of that kind of guy, which is why you go after Deuce Knight and yeah. not other more pure pocket passers in that class, and yeah. why you're going after Riley Leonard instead of some of the more pocket passers that are in the portal this year. It yeah. tells me that this they want to move, and you can't make that move with Sam Hartman. So I think that's also something because now the transition begins. So now you don't have to have Kenny Minchie or CJ Carr be the ones making that transition. They get time in that system in, in a little bit of the 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 how the the offense is going to evolve as well. So I think that factors into this yeah. conversation also. And it's something that goes back to what I think in, in all fairness, I've said this all year. Like it was unfortunate that the man that had the vision for Sam Hartman was not here. Right. The man that recruited him and pitched him left. That hurt, in my opinion, with the transition. The guy that's pitching to Riley Leonard is going to be here. It also impacts Riley Leonard in a positive way, a more positive way. And on top of that, to add clarity, somebody in the chat said it, and I agree totally. It's not about the spotlight impacting these guys but there's only three or four programs in the nation that notre dame is hunting but everybody else notre dame is the hunted it's it's a different field duke is hunting everybody at duke you're hunting everybody you're the underdog you come to notre dame you are the hunted and that's a totally different feeling there's only three or four. Like Notre Dame is hunting Alabama. They're hunting Ohio State. They're hunting Georgia. And, and I mean, heck, they've beaten Clemson. Even though if you feel like they're hunting them, they've beaten Clemson. They've beaten USC. Beat Clemson so, by three touchdowns. Exactly. So it's like, it's not so much the spotlight, oh, this is a big game. No, it's not that. Like, it, most good players handle that spotlight. But there is a different feeling of always being hunted every week on the schedule. That's a totally different feeling than being the underdog and going after guys for the majority of your career, which I think Sam Hartman, for the most part, did his career wait for. So I want to bring clarity to that comment. I'm not saying that either Sam Hartman or Riley Leonard weren't ready for the spotlight. They played in big games at the school. It's, di- it's just different. It's just different at Notre Dame. It's different as a head coach, as a position coach. Guys, it's just different. The, when Sam Hartman and Riley Leonard squared off this year, there was a completely different type of pressure on Sam Hartman than there was on Riley Leonard. Because mm-hmm. nobody expected Riley Leonard to win, and Sam Hartman had to win. There's a difference. Yeah. If Sam Hartman yeah. wins the game, you're supposed to beat Duke. If Riley Leonard wins the game, you're a hero. Oh my gosh, you beat Notre Dame, right? I mean, when when Sam Hartman beats Caleb Williams, your response is, well, yeah, you're at Notre Dame. You're at home. Of course you're supposed to be. That's what you do when you're the quarterback at Notre Dame. You beat your rival. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different animal, man. Now, you've got to find someone that you think has sort of the moxie for that and the swagger for that, and that's one thing I love about Riley Leonard. And, Ryan, this is something you've been talking about since day one, since the Temple game is that yeah. kid just plays with a little bit of something different about You know, we talk about the it. Yes. I, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. You know, well, just, just describe beauty. I can't, but I know it when yeah. I see it. And that's that's what we're talking about here. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows. And you'll need tickets, especially if you're a last-minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, game time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Well, I've had the chance to talk to Riley in the past, obviously. I even had him for a podcast interview, and he's just he Sean, you ever talk to like one of those really good athletes that I don't think actually understands how good he is yet? You, you ever talk to one of those kids, right? And, and that's that's that's, that's what Riley Leonard is, man. He's grounded and he's confident, but also I don't 100% think he knows how talented he is, right? Yeah. And my 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 whole point of why I'm completely okay with Riley Leonard for Notre Dame to target him and me and Brian have talked about this a lot obviously, but I'm not for stunting quarterback opportunity and growth for guys that I don't perceive to be more talented than the players that you already have on the roster, right? It Like, I'm not going out to get Will Rogers this year because Will Rogers is productive, but he's not, you know what I mean? Like, to just fill a number? Because Will Rogers is not more talented than CJ Carr. He's not more talented than Kenny Minchie. Riley Leonard, though, yeah. I yeah. mean, at least from a, a dual threat perspective, he is more talented. You're adding a big-time talent potentially to the roster I'm not asking Notre Dame to go out and just be like, you know what? I, I, I just need an experienced guy, a guy that can no. just fill the gap. Like, no, I don't want that guy. I want a guy that could be a difference maker. And that's what I think Riley Leonard can be ultimately. And he brings a dynamic that, I mean, when's the last time Notre Dame had a dynamic like this? I mean, Deshaun Kaiser kind of, right? I mean, like Malik Zaire in the couple games he was able to play, Brandon Wimbush sort of at not, times. E- not like, even yeah not even i mean yeah like they just haven't had this pure dual threat presence and i saw someone in the chat that compared it to like tyler buckner guys go look at tyler buckner's career passing passing numbers and go look at riley leonard's it's not even a conversation only people to say that have never actually not watched riley leonard play that's the only only the only people that say that the only game they watched riley leonard play was against notre dame 
Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. What, and, and, and if Riley Leonard chooses Notre Dame, maybe it won't work out. But you know what? Yeah. If it doesn't work out, it wasn't because you didn't take the plunge of talents. Right. Take your shot. And Notre Dame needs to take the plunge of talents. Right. They yeah. need to. You need to, to bring me, in talented players that fit. Ryan, when you talk about he's got to be better than the guys who are there, to me, he's got to be better than the non-freshmen. That's my key. Mm. You've if you're going to be a one year, you got to be better than the non-freshman. And when you look at Jack Cohn, Jack Cohn was better than better Drew Pine. Than the, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, he just was a yeah. better player than Drew Pine. You look at Sam Hartman; he was a better player than Steve Angeli. As far as like right now, could Steve Angeli eventually be better than Sam Hartman? Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on 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 how certain things go here, or whatever. But he's but he was. That's the comparison. And to me, when you look at Ray Leonard, he's got to be better than Kenny Minchie. Mm-hmm. And right now, is he? Yes, he is. Could could Kenny Minchie be better if they gave him a chance to play next year? Maybe. Maybe. But I go back to this, guys. Notre Dame is going to be pretty young next year in a lot of areas. And and so I was having this conversation with my dad, and he was like, well, then – you know, he, he made a good point about it would be good to just go full young men. And my response was, but I think the talent that's young is very good. And a lot of the places where they're going to be very young are positions where you can still win a lot and be young. Quarter, If you put a young quarterback around an, an otherwise young roster, that can be a recipe for disaster. And I don't know that Marcus Freeman would get the patience. Like all the people here saying like, you know, on Twitter saying like, oh, you know, just develop your players and you should if they go eight and four next year because they just tried to develop all their players, those same people are like he's got to go. We can't be here. And, you know, th- yeah. that's the reality of it. But that's that that's the job at Notre Dame. Yeah. And they're still suffering. And you hope that this is the last year. This is still a little bit of a consequence of just a poor quarterback recruiting in the Brian Kelly era. That's just the reality of it. If your last quarterback that Brian Kelly signed was Drew Aller and not. Kenny and not Steve Angeli. We're not talking about Riley Leonard right now. We're talking about Drew Aller taking over next year as your starting quarterback. Yeah. If he wasn't already your starting quarterback, it's now about what can he do in year two as a starter, or he's ready. Yeah. And and so those are the things that you look at. If you're it, you're, you're, you're probably going to have two new starting offensive tackles next year too, folks. Mm-hmm. That dual threat ability, the ability to make imperfect things perfect at times, I think it's going to matter next year. I, I, I look again, if they ultimately, uh, and obviously we know where they're pushing for Riley Leonard, but if, if we could change the reality where it's like, just play Minchie, just play CJ Carr, Steve Angeli, whatever, whoever that they would choose out of that, out of that trio, you're asking a young quarterback to have to navigate a bumpy road, especially early on in the season, right? Like people have already talked about the Texas A&M game. Texas A&M is losing some guys through the portal, but you know what they're going to have next year? Have a really good defensive line, at least super talented, right? Shamar Turner and um, the the Shamar Stewart and like those guys, right? Even with Walter Lowen out, they still have a really talented defensive line. And if that's the first road game you want to throw the young guys into, I mean, you better be ready for the, the, the bumps in the road there, right? Like you better be ready for it. But Riley Leonard can make some incorrect things correct at times. And I think you need that, especially with a transitioning offensive line. You're probably next year going to have Ashton Craig, more than likely starting at center, who's going to have, what, three starts under his belt? You're going to have Billy Shrouth, most likely, who has a couple starts under his belt. You're going to have a brand-new left tackle. You're probably going to have a brand-new right tackle. It's going to be a young offensive line next year, man, an inexperienced one at that. And, I mean, again, if you're okay with taking those lumps, that's fine, and I respect your opinion on that. 
But I have to think that a part of the the appeal outside of just Jared Parker wanting more of a dual threat dynamic player is also like, hey, we're about to be in a little bit of an offensive line transition here. We're like that dual threat element might be important for 2024. Like that might matter a ton, in my opinion. I, I, I'll say this, and I'm going to give you guys a hot take and let you rock. Because okay. I, I think this, no, this goes to what I think something else that I think Riley Leonard brings to the table. And I'll say, no, I'll say the hot take right now. If Riley Leonard doesn't get hurt against Florida State, we're not even talking about Florida State in the college football playoff because Duke wins that game. Possibly, and, yeah. And he and he was at 80 to 85% right. in that game. But that's how impactful he was. Go watch that first half of that game and watch how he played at 80 85%. And then watch how the team just reacted once he went out. That just shows you, like, that's a team that was like, yo, as long as as long as this dude is on the field, oh, we got a shot. It doesn't matter we're here in Dope Walker Stadium. So when you get a kid like that with intangibles, and this goes back to what Brian said, like a kid that really doesn't even know how good he can be yet. Like, he's so humble. He, been, he doesn't know the extent of his talent. And he's the type of kid that I think could really galvanize a young team and get a young team to believe, dude, man, we got to go down to Texas A&M. We got 13. Let's, let's go. Oh, we got a young, I think wasn't his left tackle, a, a true freshman this year, Ryan, that didn't play against Notre Dame. I think he was injured against Notre Dame. Well, I know no, he, one of his, he was a veteran. His, oh, yeah, he's his, a veteran. Grandpa. I think one of his tackles was a true freshman. I think the one that didn't play was like a really good, I think he's like projected to be a, like a second round pick. Yeah, I think he was replaced by a freshman, correct? Yeah, the yeah, freshman played. Yeah. But I think, his, I think his right tackle was also pretty young. My point is, you brought up brought off the offensive line. And I might be wrong. My point is, from a talent standpoint, Notre Dame's offensive line, talent-wise, is going to be better than the offensive line he's played behind his time during at Duke. So we can talk about them being young and inexperienced. Yes. From a talent standpoint, He's going to be surrounded by guys that are better.